you're like most business owners, 1099s are confusing. There are honestly so many of them and it's hard to know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it. The best way to be able to give 1099s to people that need it, who needs it. There's just a lot of questions surrounding 1099s. So if this is you and you are not sure if you need to be worried about giving 1099s to contractors or if you yourself are going to be receiving them, then this is the podcast for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know the protocol, when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm put them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy-to-understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. Typically, this is the time of year where people start thinking about their taxes for 2022. Right now, it is October 2022, and... I've already had some of my own clients start asking questions about 1099s. Lately, I've been having people request W-9s of me. We'll get into what that even means here in a minute. But I can just tell that people are starting to think about 1099s and year-end tax planning and just getting ready for um, next year when they're trying to do their taxes and get all the right documents sent out and that sort of thing. So I wanted to talk about 1099 NECs today to explain what they are, who needs to be preparing them. What's the information that you need to be able to do so? Really everything that you need to know to be able to prepare them and do them the right way. So let's dig in in uh, the topic today. So what is a 1099 NEC? So I believe it was about a year ago, the IRS actually changed it. Used to, contractors were paid on a 1099 miscellaneous or an MISC. And you would give a 1099 to anyone, like a third party that provided services to you. Um, and then you paid them. Well, the IRS changed that form around. So now it's actually 1099 NEC for third party contractors and consultants. And that is really what we're talking about here. It is paying someone more than $600 cumulatively throughout the year on services that they have provided your business. This is third parties. This is not employees or anyone that is considered an employee. Sometimes Business owners get a little confused where they think that they're doing the right thing by saving money on employment taxes and they'll actually pay their employees on the 1099. And before we go any further, I just want to say that is not correct. And it can actually get you in a lot of trouble by doing that. So you definitely want to be able to distinguish between a third party and someone that actually does work for you full time on your staff. They are dedicated to you as an employee. Those are two very different things. I just wanted to put that out there really quickly because a lot of small business owners think that they're pulling a fast one on the government by just paying all of their employees on 1099. And let me just tell you that will definitely bite you in the backside really quickly. And um, if you let one of those 
contractors slash employees go. And then all of a sudden they're at the state unemployment office trying to collect unemployment taxes. And then the state unemployment tax office says, well, you're not an employee. And they said, well, yes, I was. And then they start asking them questions. And then the next thing you know, you have a huge mess on your hands. So 1099 NECs are truly for third parties. These are people that you do not control their schedule. You are not providing them any equipment to do the job. You're not really giving them anything other than here's what I need done. Then you negotiate the terms, how much it costs, the deadline and that sort of thing. But they're really in control of everything from start to finish. You're literally just telling them uh, the service that you need done. If it is beyond that and you're actually telling them, well, I want you here from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, you have to do XYZ, like giving them very specifics, like details about their schedule and exactly how you want it done and providing them equipment to do it. If you're doing that sort of thing, then really you're probably either on the side of you're actually their employer or you are tiptoeing into it. And I would just really strongly caution you against that. When you have someone that actually is a third party and they're providing services to you, What you need to do before you do anything else, once you have engaged them, you have decided that they're going to be the person that is going to do this work for you, you need to get a W-9 from them. So a W-9 is a form that the IRS provides that will get you all the details that you know to be able to give them a 1099 NEC at the end of the year. It'll tell you the business name, their EIN or social security number if they are operating as a sole proprietorship and their address so that you can actually send the form to them at the end of the year. Really, it gives you all the details that you need. You need that W-9. I strongly encourage you to not pay a third party until you get that W-9 from them. Because the problem is, if you wait to the end of the year when you're, you're trying to prepare these 1099 NECs, not only is it a bit of a fire drill at that point because you're under a time crunch, there's a deadline, and you're feeling pressure to get these things done, at that point, there's really no sense of desire from a contractor's side. They're not really going to have any kind of incentive to actually provide you that W-9. Because at that point, if they do provide that 1099, or excuse me, if if they do provide that W-9, then they know they're going to get a 1099 from you. And frankly, there's a lot of third parties that they do their They work that way because they don't want to get a 1099. They're not wanting to show this income on their tax return. They're hoping that it's going to fly under the radar. And while you can't stop them from doing that, then frankly, it's none of your business if they decide to do that. On your side, it is super important that you give them that 1099 because it really protects you from a tax perspective. So what a lot of people don't realize is that if you are supposed to give a 1099 to someone, And again, if someone makes more than $600, most likely they are supposed to get a 1099. I'll talk about some caveats to that in just a minute, but most likely they should be getting a 1099 NEC if you paid them cumulatively. In other words, total throughout the year, more than $600, and they need to get a 1099 NEC. If you were under audit and the IRS asked for your 1099 NECs, they want to see this documentation. They want to make sure that you've done the things that you're supposed to do. If you cannot provide that to them, there actually is a a couple of things that you are at risk for. Number one, the IRS can actually throw out those deductions and they can then, they say that, well, they're just not legitimate. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. You didn't send them 1099 NECs. So therefore, we're not going to allow this deduction for you. So the IRS can do that. 
The other thing that they can do is they can fine you. So anywhere between $50 and more than $500 per 1099 NEC that you should have sent out, the IRS can fine you. So as you can see, it adds up really quickly if you have a lot of 1099s. Their penalties really are not something you want to mess with. And the the amount of the penalty varies by how late the 1099 NEC is and being sent out whether or not you intentionally didn't send the 1099 NEC out or if it was just an oversight and it was an accident. So the penalty varies depending on those particular details. But the reality is, is you want to do your part and you want to send in this form. So get the W-9 before you release any kind of funds to anyone. You just need to tell your contractors, I will give you your first check as soon as I get the W-9 back. And I'm not releasing a check until I get this W-9. Now, a couple of caveats. If you are working with someone who is taxed as an S-Corp or a C-Corp, you actually don't have to give them a 1099 NEC. But the only way that you know that they're being taxed as a C-Corp or an S-Corp is if you got a W-9 from them. So that is one caveat. So if they are taxed as a C or an S-Corp, you actually do not need to give them a 1099 NEC. The other caveat is if you are working with someone that is overseas, they're international, they're not U.S. citizens, you know, it's really popular right now to, to use offshore businesses to do various services for, for your company or even individuals overseas. It's super popular to do that. And that's fine. But if it's an individual that is overseas, you're actually supposed to get a W-8-B-E-N from them to just make sure and prove that you actually did get that documentation. So that is another thing that you should be getting. The other thing that you need to be aware of is if you are paying with a credit card or you're using like a merchant services to pay that person, then you also don't need to give them a 1099. So if you are sending PayPal, then PayPal will actually take care of that and they'll provide a different form. It's actually 1099K where they'll actually give that to the person receiving the funds and it'll account for that money. If you do pay someone with like friends and family on PayPal or a Venmo that's a personal Venmo or something like that, then that, that they, they don't account for that. So it, you still would need to send a, a 1099 if it's for business. And that kind of leads me to the next thing. These are only for business transactions. 1099 NECs only for business. It is not for anything personal. So if you have a contractor that comes into your home and they remodel your kitchen you don't need to give them a 1099 as an individual. You would only need to do that, let's just say you own an office building and you've got a contractor that's coming in and they're going to remodel the entire office, change the flooring, whatever it is, then yes, you would need to give them a 1099 because it's actually going to be a business deduction. If it's just individual, it's just a, you're the, you're the consumer and you're working with the business, then you don't even need to worry about this. This is only for your business. So these are for business deductions, not personal or individual deductions. The reality is, is that 1099s can get extremely confusing. It is one of the areas that I get a lot of questions on from my clients. And true to form, the IRS is just, they're confusing. They don't make this thing simple at all. It can be extremely frustrating, not only for you, but for me, honestly, as well, because they just, they make it so difficult. And frankly, I think most of the time it really doesn't need to be that hard. This is something that you want to be working on now. So with January coming up, which by the way, 
1099 NECs are due January 31st of every year. If that falls on a weekend, then the due date is actually the following Monday. But with that coming up really quickly, you need to get a handle on this now. Because if you are trying to figure out your 1099 NECs on January 30th, then it's going to be quite stressful. You need to make sure that your bookkeeping is in line, that you know which vendors you're going to be sending these 1099s out at. If you have, you know, QuickBooks online or something like that, that's actually tracking your accounting, you can go in there and tell it which vendors are going to need a 1099. You can actually use the software to your advantage to help you with these things. If you aren't using something like QuickBooks Online, you're just using Excel, then you need to start getting this stuff lined out quickly. You need to get your bank statements. You need to start figuring out who was it that I paid? You know, who do I need to actually get this 1099 NEC to? Really start organizing everything. When it comes to your taxes and your, and your accounting, organization is paramount. It is so important to make sure that things are in line because if you are not organized, then it's going to be a problem, you know, on a lot of levels. Frankly, from an audit perspective, the lack of organization is always an issue. If you organize and you take care of things up front, then if that were to happen, God forbid, then really you've already taken care of everything. You know you have everything where it needs to be. You don't have any questions. Like you've eliminated the bulk of the issue when it comes to an audit because you're already organized. So just take care of things up front. Make sure that you get the W-9 from the vendor before you send the first payment out. Make sure that you have all the information that you need from them. Make sure that you have flagged them either in your QuickBooks account or in your Excel spreadsheet that this is someone that's going to need to get a 1099. Just do things up front. I really cannot stress that enough because it's really going to make your life so much easier in the end and you're going to be so much more prepared. One last thing I want to mention is that there really are a lot of different kinds of 1099s. I focus primarily on the 1099 NEC today because that is the one that business owners have to deal with by far most frequently. But there are a lot of other kinds of 1099s. They vary from, you know, interest payments that you receive, dividend payments that you receive, retirement income that you receive. There's honestly, I think 15 or more of those 1099s that are out there. The only other one that I would say that you probably need to pay attention to as a business owner is a 1099 miscellaneous for either rent payments or payments to lawyers. Those are the two other that you need to really be mindful of because if you do have a rent payment, you are supposed to be sending out a 1099 miscellaneous for that rent. And if you make payments to a lawyer, even if they are a C Corp or an S Corp, they need to get a 1099 NEC regardless. So those are the other two things that you need to be aware of as a business owner. The other 1099s, the majority of the time really have nothing to do with businesses but they do have to do with receiving income that is non-employment based. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has cleared up some of the confusion when it comes to 1099s and how to prepare them and who needs to get them. So I would love to hear your feedback. I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you thought about the episode. And if you would also send me an email and let me know if you have other questions on this or something else. I would love to feature your question on an upcoming episode. I did the last episode, I actually went through a few questions that people sent me and that was so much fun for me. And I would love to do another one like that soon. So send me your questions so that I could feature you on an upcoming podcast. And with that, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join in and listen to the podcast. I appreciate you so much and I hope you have a great one and I can't wait until next time.